Rams fans, this is Rams Showcase. My name is Sheriff Joe Bags. Tonight on Rams Showcase, paying the bill. We knew it was coming. Well, it's due now. Plus, roster shakeups as we head into the bye week and ultimately into the stretch and later answering your fan quesos. We are, of course, in the uh, bye week for the Rams, which is uh, a pretty pretty toned down week uh, as far as uh, you know the coverage goes. We've got no game preview to talk about. There's still plenty of awesome stuff to get into, as of course uh, the Rams sitting at three and six heading into the bye week. Uh, before we talk about this uh, bill that is now due, uh, just a reminder: at Ram Showcase at Sheriff Joe Bags is where you can follow on socials. Ramshowcase.com. You can uh, check that out there. You can uh, snag your Ram Showcase T-shirts there. They are absolutely awesome. Two different styles, three different colors. We do have some stuff that is uh, on the way. Just uh, need uh, to wait for my order to arrive, and uh, pretty pumped though. Got some uh, new merch on the way. Uh, so excited about that. Uh, so let's go ahead and get uh, going here. So paying the bill. We knew that uh, well, winning the Super Bowl was going to come with a little bit of a of a payment eventually. And well, I mean, sitting at a three and six record off of a five win season, uh, we are in our bye week, of course, right now. Uh, well, we knew that it was going to have to happen, and it's it, it's it's happening, <laughs> right? It is certainly happening. But I think we kind of knew that uh, that it was going down. I think going into the season off of a five win year, it's like, yeah, all right, we're we are paying this bill. But uh, the Rams they were trading away assets, their first round picks, stacking up that talent uh, to, of course, win Super Bowl Fifty Six, and it happened. And we knew that a price was to be paid, and we knew that how the Rams were building that Super Bowl team that they were kind of uh, pushing it down the line a little bit. But we knew, watching the Rams hold the Lombardi Trophy at SoFi Stadium, that we could absolutely enjoy that. And that is something that the Rams did and accomplished. And it was absolutely amazing. But that we would need to recover from those cap hits and those assets that the Rams did trade away. We knew that uh, d that we were going to need to eat a few years post-Super Bowl run and maybe we thought that 2022 was going to be better than it actually was. But when it wasn't, then I think going into this last offseason, the whole way that the Rams construct their roster was completely shifted. Didn't go big in free agency. Did go big, however, in a rookie draft class, bringing in so many dudes. It was 40 rookies at one point on this roster when we were looking at training camps. So when we knew that uh, you know 2022 wasn't it and that going into 2023 wasn't it, well, I mean, that's just what happens. It, you you eventually need to do it. And the Rams probably could have gone in a situation where they, they made another push to really go after it this year. Uh, but I think that that would have made the uh, the bill a little higher uh, in, in, in years down the road. So I actually agree with the timing to just be like, hold on a second. We still got some really, really good players, some some generational players on this roster. Let's go ahead and pull back for a little bit and, and kind of just settle our feet a little bit uh, before we move forward. So obviously that due date is is now. And I'm, I'm seeing a lot of fans that are fed up and uh, they are done with this team now. Some fans want uh, Sean McVay fired. They want Sean, uh, they want Les Snead gone as well. Um, but you, you can't show up and order a steak and lobster dinner. And then when the bill comes due, you start complaining about it. You, you, you start saying, well, yeah, hey, hold on a second. Like it was... What 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 is this fee on here? What what is this? Uh, I thought it was this much here. Have you ever been to a restaurant with that guy, the guy who orders all kinds of crazy stuff? But then when the bill comes, he's like, "Oh, hold on, sorry, you guys charge for refills? I was not aware of that." And you're like, "All right, dude." <laughs> you're like, "It's gonna be okay, man. It's just just pay just pay the bill. They they give you the bill, you you pay the bill. That's that's kind of what you do." And then it's like a scene, and they're like asking for for people. Like, can I can I see a manager about this? I just don't I just don't understand why that's uh why that's on my check and stuff like that. That's the worst person to go out to eat with. And then you'll probably never go out to eat with them again. But uh, we want Les Snead gone, the guy that built a Super Bowl team, two of them. We, we want that guy out of here. With the, without Les Snead, Super Bowl does not happen. The, the Rams are ringless, for sure. All right. And, and it is not just Les Snead, but uh, he was absolutely a really big part of that puzzle. We want Sean McVay gone, the only head coach in franchise history to get this team to two Super Bowls. We just want him out of here. We can say Mike Martz, he was offensive coordinator for one, but I'm talking head coach here. We want that guy gone. The guy that took a, he inherited a four-win team with a quarterback who looked absolutely rough in an 0-7 start to his career and 
came in right away and everybody look it, Jared Goff looks like a superstar all of a sudden. We go to two Super Bowls and win one with Sean McVay, but we want this guy fired. I mean, he hasn't even been here that long. That's a that's a pretty good run, you know, like to to go to two Super Bowls in just this amount of time, inheriting a four win team, and you know, I, I mean, I mean, you 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 fall back down to a five win team last year, and we'll see what what happens this year. But those two Super Bowls, those don't just go away, you know. He's the only one, like I said, to to bring this Ram this Rams team to two different uh, Super Bowls. Probably the best head coach in uh, franchise history. And now people are just like, yeah, now he's, um, <laughs> he couldn't put up, uh, uh, more than, you know, uh, a couple points in Green Bay in November with Brett Rippon, who had no business being a starting quarterback. So he's got to go. I just don't get that. I, I, I don't understand it. But has he pr- become predictable or boring? Maybe. Or is this a season where we know we're eating dead cap and develop, developing a large rookie class? We know that our offensive line is maybe not where we want it to be. We know that. We've lost our top two running backs, and we did lose our quarterback for a little bit. And yeah, we've just had a little bit of. It, it seems like we can't get in fully healthy. We're always missing one or two pieces in there. Is it is it that we we no longer have that Sean McVay who's willing to take any risks or be creative, or did we come off of a five win season and we have a lot of young guys and we just are trying to, for lack of a better term here, make it through this season. Which one would you say is more likely? Because I, I am on the fence on this. Is is McVeigh kind of over it now? Is he kind of like, all right, well, I did the thing, and uh, let's just keep it keep it moving here. Or, or maybe he just kind of knows what this season is, so it's like, let's not just show all, like, let's not just do everything. Like, we can just, it's okay. Like, we can just kind of keep on powering through. And, I mean, did the Rams absolutely crumble post-Super Bowl, or did they reverse tank? And, and that's kind of what, what I'm talking about as well, is like paying the bill, because... Uh, I see a lot of people saying like, oh, we need to tank for Caleb Williams. We need to tank for a quarterback, anything like that. Uh, but I, I think what we did was was kind of a reverse tank. We knew going in for that Super Bowl that eventually we were going to have to kind of eat that. It was going to be a lot of dead cap. We haven't had a first round pick since Jared Goff, who's now been with a different team for a few seasons now. And this this whole, the, the, we knew that, that the way that that team was built it was a bit of a reverse tank. We knew that we were going to need to eventually kind of eat it for a couple of years. We all knew and accepted that years ago, but now it's a problem. Now we're mad about it. Now we're mad that they're actually charging us for the steak and lobster dinner that we had. That's what it, that's what happens. The, the, the way that the Rams built that team, we knew, understood, and accepted that we were going to have to eat a few seasons. But now when we're eating said seasons... Now we're all mad. We want everybody fired. We need to move on from this guy. We need to get rid of this guy. We need to trade trade Donald. We need to, you know, Cooper Cup is better off somewhere else. And all we need to get rid of Sean McVay. Less need doesn't know what he's doing. You got to pick a side. I mean, which one is it? Are, are you stoked about the Super Bowl, or do you wish that we were just an average team who didn't need to do that? It, like, which one? Which kind of takes us all the way. We are now here into Week Ten, into the bye week. And the Rams make a move at the quarterback spot. We saw what Brett Rippon did in Green Bay uh, in November at Lambeau Field, which is a tough thing. But uh, I kind of saw a lot of people talking about um, that they were excited to see Brett Rippon play, like just excited to see what he has. And, and fair. I mean, it's fair. It's, it's reasonable to, to want to see what, uh, what a guy can do out there. Uh, but I got to say, I am not surprised one bit uh, that what Brett Rippon looked like in that game. I was not excited to see him at all. I was really hoping that Stafford would be uh, ready to go. Um, I, I wasn't happy about what happened, but I was not surprised at what happened. So, of course, the move's uh, being made. The Rams do sign quarterback Carson Wentz. The history of Wentz and the Rams does run pretty shallow, in my opinion, but I think people are making it deep because that 2016 draft when uh, we were likely always going to take Goff. I don't know if you make a move like that if you don't know what guy you're going to take. And I realize that there is a potential of the mindset being like, well, we moved up knowing that it was one of those two guys. And then we really did our research. And I think that that is reasonable. But I also think with less need, uh, I mean, it was pre-Sean, but I think with less need, I think it would have been, and Jeff Fisher especially, I think it would have been a situation where you don't move up unless you know exactly who you want. 
And I, I think that the Rams are always going to get Goff. So I think the the whole Wentz and like Ome and Wentz finally came to Los Angeles. Like I don't think that that was ever that this is the only time that that was actually a real uh, uh, option. And obviously it is a real option because he is officially here now. But I think that uh, that uh, that story of like Wentz finally becoming a Ram. I think that that's kind of being overblown a bit. Um, I don't think that he was ever really truly considered to be a, a, a Ram uh, in that 2016 draft class. I think it was always going to be Goff. And especially, I mean, moving to L.A., you get this Cal kid that's uh, potential for uh, top, of the, top of the board and stuff. And I, I think it just kind of made perfect sense that you go with Goff in that situation. But Wentz, is, uh, he's, he's had quite the career. He started, of course, in Philadelphia, getting picked number two at, overall after Jared Goff, uh, but then uh, making his way through Indy and Washington, in uh, what we can call rather uninspiring showings. For the Rams, uh, this move does make perfect sense for the QB2 slot. Rippon showed that he is clearly not the guy, and uh, not we, he's not the guy that you could put out there in a starting role and have any kind of, uh, any kind of confidence in him. But we, we bring in a, a guy now who has plenty of starting experience, of course, started for the Philadelphia Eagles and the Colts, as well as Washington. So it, he's got the experience, and, and that's at least something right now that Brett Rippon, I mean, he's got, what, four starts, I think five now in his entire career, something like that. Um, but to, to switch that out for somebody who at least has more experience, I think alone is the reason that this is a good move. Matthew Stafford expected to be back uh, for the Rams to play against the Seattle Seahawks uh, next week after the bye week. But Carson Wentz uh, sitting on the bench. That at least makes me more comfortable than Brett Rippon, but I will say that I really just hope that Matthew Stafford's good the rest of the year and that we don't even need to see Carson Wentz out on the field, who did sign a one-year deal, and it's just uh, about it's worth about $1.16 million. The cap hit is under 500000 and there's also no dead cap if the Rams do decide that uh, they, they don't want to carry him any longer. So it is, a, as far as a, a contract goes, very team-friendly deal. Carson Wentz not making a lot of money from the Rams, but Rams do kind of get to have somebody on the bench who has at least more experience than Brett Rippon, and uh, hopefully will give a little bit more just peace of mind. I know for myself, I'm a little bit more confident uh, with Wentz on the bench, but again, I mean, let's not pretend, we can't just forget what happened in Indian Washington, where he wasn't very good. The only thing that I'm kind of holding on to now is the fact that uh, when he's not the guy, and just a guy that you can kind of put in if your if your starter's down something like that. Then uh, I I do think that that's actually a pretty decent situation for him, where he just got no pressure to be like the number one guy. Because uh, let's be honest here, if Matthew Stafford gets hurt, and we do need to see, uh, we do need to see Carson Wentz out on the field for the Rams. I mean, who who's that confident? If like he needs to go in and start, who's really like, oh man, Carson Wentz is absolutely going to light this up because he hasn't been he hasn't done that in so many years you know it's it's been since philadelphia that he really genuinely looked like a, a a really solid quarterback so being a backup i do think is uh is right where carson wentz needs to be but uh, some corresponding moves with uh carson wentz being added is the rams did wave brett Rippon, which is uh, i think for the best uh i think that the way the fan base uh myself included were reacting to brett Rippon after the green bay game i think it is best just to go ahead and say like hey man you're it, it's not working. <laughs> you got you got to go, dude. Um, they hate you. They they all hate you. <laughs> if you have to touch the field again, our fans are gonna riot. So, uh, so that is good news. And then of course, uh, Dresser Win, who did get added to the practice squad, he was waived as well. He did also spend the spend some time on the roster in the preseason. We did get to see him just a little bit in Denver, but that was it as far as uh, his experience goes. Then then he was waived. Corey Durden was waived and then signed to the practice squad, so uh, he is back around. But I do believe that this, um, I do want to say that there's one roster spot open right now, if I'm not mistaken, uh, because Miles Gaskin was also waived. Uh, so uh, I, I think that there's a spot open. We'll kind of see what the Rams are trying to do uh, with the being the bye week. They can kind of move slow right now because whoever they bring in, probably not going to be an immediate contributor, probably a depth piece. So kind of wanted to take a peek here at... Um, where we are coming from, where we are going, or like where we are now, and then of course uh, where we are going. And this is going to be kind of zoomed in a little bit and, and kind of focused on this season. Because if we, if we zoom out and, and kind of look at, uh, at, at these, the last, say, five or six seasons combined, plus the next five or six seasons combined, 
there is a lot of different moving parts of that and different things that we can look at. We can absolutely do that. If, uh, if you are interested in, in me diving into that, we can absolutely write that up. But this one's kind of looking right now in, uh, in, in this season. So where are we coming from? We definitely entered the season with wavering hope, depending on who you asked. Uh, what the Rams were going to look like, it was going to be terrible or is going to be great. Well, the Rams are three and six. So those who said that the Rams would be terrible, I mean, they've got some backing there. The people who said the Rams would be better than I think people expected. Well, I mean, look at these games. You take away the last two, Dallas and Green Bay, and this Rams team is in every single game. So I think that those people also have a little bit of an argument. I'm somewhere in the middle where it's like, we can, we can, we can just enjoy it. Like we can just, I'm just here for the ride, dude. <laughs> if it's if it's uh, steering off a cliff or it's uh, going to the mountaintop, dude, I I'm just here for the, I'm here for it. I'm buckled up, dude. Let's go. So uh, I think that uh, both sides, though, have a point. We're three and six. That's not a very good record. But also this team's been playing good football outside of these last two games that, the, that we've played. And I do think that the bye week is coming at the perfect time to kind of shift that, like kind of take a step back a little bit and, and try to get back in uh, to tight games. And then you, I mean, you you play a team that you just beat the beat the butt cheeks off of in week one, so that's a a good thing to uh, start the bye week or uh, post bye week and uh, finish out this stretch with or start this stretch with. Uh, but the rankings on offense and defense, they uh, they say that uh, the Rams are actually playing pretty decent football again. These last two weeks have definitely taken some dents into that, but. It's all good. Uh, and then, like, the Rams have been good, just not good enough is really, like, what I'm thinking of for these first games. So, uh, the first nine games, the Rams have been playing good football, just not good enough. They've been, they've been tight with the 49ers, tight with the Philadelphia Eagles, tight with the Cincinnati Bengals, tight with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Like, uh, these games, they're really snug in, and one or two plays goes a different way, and it's, it's a whole different story. And this Rams team is actually being talked about for playoffs and stuff if like a couple of plays go a different way earlier in the season. So if we can kind of clean that stuff up, then who knows what this team could uh, be doing at the end of the season. But as far as uh, these first nine again, I mean, this team has been in tight battles, like I said, but these these two most recent games are, are kind of, I think, shifting everybody's brain. So we've like we came in into the season maybe with wavering confidence after week one you get that win against seattle and it's like oh man we actually might be pretty good then you re you play a tight game against 49ers and you're like yeah we actually might be pretty good and then you know cincinnati that one uh, definitely kind of still stings and then you get the indie game that was such a roller coaster but uh ended up winning that and stuff so you get all these kind of matchups and and how tight they are and i i think that we kind of just we we were gaining some confidence because the rams were playing so well and then you have these last two games, the Dallas game where it just got away from them very fast. And then the Packers game where even though the balls were finally bouncing the Rams way, first time all year that that was happening, uh, they just still, the offense wasn't able to do anything at all. So um, you, you kind of get that kind of thing. And I, I, I think that that is what is, it's shifting everybody's brain right now into being like, oh, we're actually terrible. And, and I don't know. I, I don't know about that. So where we are now, we are, we are three and six. All right. So. Three and six right now. It, it it isn't ideal, especially considering the NFC is is it is weak. It is maybe not as weak as we maybe anticipated, but it is pretty weak. And you know, being a little worse than we maybe wanted to be or expected, it it, it obviously sucks. But it, it's where we are. All right. So I'm not sure if there are many fans that uh, truly believe that we will win the next eight games. And I also don't know if there's any fans that truly believe we will lose the next eight games. We're playing some pretty bad teams in there. There's a couple of good teams in there. Uh, but I think both of those camps would be wrong. And I'm seeing it both sides. I really am. I have some people that are saying like, no, we're not going to lose another game, man. Like we, we, after this bye week, everything's going to get figured out. We're going to be good to go. We're going to end the season so hot. And then I got people saying like, there's no way that this team is capable of winning another matchup. And I think both those sides are wrong. I think they're both way wrong. Well, probably... If I had to guess, win four, lose four. <laughs> and I think that we'll be dead set in the in the center of those uh, those two camps there. So uh, that is something, I guess, right? But uh, I, I think both of those are wrong. But we knew that this was that we'd probably lose some games that we shouldn't and vice versa. We are going to win some games that we probably probably shouldn't. You can maybe look at week one for that because I know Seattle, like they were leading the division for a short time, stuff like that. But there's there's a lot of games, all right, and they all have their own personalities. And I think that, that looking at the last two games, Dallas Green Bay, and judging the entire season on that, 
I just don't think is reasonable. Uh, but I also don't think that it's reasonable to look back at the 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 you know barely losing to the Niners, barely losing to the Eagles, stuff like that, and, and judge the rest of the season on that either. I think that both of those things are unreasonable. But uh, with with the pressure off of this roster to actually make a genuine push for the postseason, we are actually sitting in a pretty good spot to just kind of play loose. Let these young guys get valuable reps and meaningful games. And don't kid yourself, all regular season games are absolutely meaningful. Um, I don't subscribe totally to the uh, like Super Bowl or bust mentality because, well, I'm not playing. So uh, I need to cover the Rams no matter what. And uh, if I only covered the Rams in seasons that they legitimately could make a Super Bowl run, well, I, I wouldn't have been doing Rams Showcase now for almost a full eight years. So that's for sure. Um, so, so I, 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 I'm not in Super Bowl or bust. I would like if the team was, but uh, I'm here for the ride, no matter what. It's, it's, uh, well, no matter what level it's, uh, it's going to. And all these regular season games, uh, I, I say that too because I, I know a lot of people are like, well, if you don't win a Super Bowl, then it doesn't matter. It's like, oh, so Eric Dickerson is just, he just sucks or something. Like Stephen Jackson, worthless. <laughs> Barry Sanders, like good for nothing, you know. Uh, so I, I. Th- I think that it all matters. Obviously, every single individual season, you definitely want to go win the Super Bowl. Uh, but uh, I think the regular season uh, to to stack stats and stuff like that, I think is absolutely a blast. So uh, I think that it is important no matter what. They track these uh, stats. They go onto your record at the end of the year, your permanent record, as uh, like we would say in school, which I don't, is that real? Is that it? I never saw you. That's going on your permanent record. I don't, I don't know. But either way, stats do. Your regular season stats absolutely stay forever. They never go away. There's a reason that they track them. And not like in preseason, too, where they're like the end of the year, they say, like, yeah, he was a 1,000-yard receiver, but 400 of those were in the preseasons. Like, that's not a real thing. Uh, but uh, we know we hit on at least five rookies. That's where we're at right now. We know that Steve Avila, Byron Young, Puka Nakua, Kobe Turner, and Ethan Evans are all absolutely for sure hits. We have enough games to see that they have a clear value and uh, with others on the team who may be in that conversation at, at any point. We don't know if uh, if a Zach Evans is going to pop in there, a Jason Taylor is going to pop in there, you know, some of these other uh, some of these other rookies that definitely could be eventually in that conversation. But that in itself, hitting on five rookies, is a massive win for this season. In a season that we knew we were going to have to eat some dead cap and sift through a young roster, um, yeah, that's an absolute massive win to know that five of those are solid hits and five, five of those guys are going to be here for minimum next four years. And let's see kind of what the extension process looks like for these guys. And hopefully they all stick around and kind of continue to develop, but five hits on the, on the rookie class so far, we've only played nine games with these dudes. That's uh pretty good stuff there. Uh, but should we be better than three and six? Yeah, probably, but that doesn't mean that this season is a waste. It doesn't mean that uh, post bye week you can just like hone it in and like when does NASCAR start? You know, that's not what uh, we're looking at right now. It's not. It's not time to switch over to your favorite hockey team just yet. All right, like we can do that still in February or even January if uh, you only watch the Rams. But I watch football all the way through. But uh, that's just myself. Again, I'm not gonna ever tell anybody how to be a fan. I know that not everybody's as hardcore as I am. And that's okay. In fact, if we were all as hardcore as me, that'd be kind of weird, <laughs> actually. We're just a bunch of nuts out here, just roaming around. Uh, but where are we going? All right, so for the rest of the season, where the heck are we going? The Rams come off a bye to face two division opponents in the Seahawks and the Cardinals, two teams that the Rams have already defeated and both handily defeated. With repeat performances in those matchups, the Rams would be sitting at 5-6. and six. And I'm not here to try to find scenarios that the Rams could make some kind of crazy run but the opportunity is absolutely there. Will it happen? Maybe, maybe not. And either way is fine with me. Going on a run and getting a postseason berth, whether that even means like getting booted right away or going on a run there, but like getting knocked out right away, it would show that even that this team has some grit to it. That coming off of a bye week at three and six, that this team can kind of buckle down, string some wins together, and uh, and and make a push. You know, which is very exciting stuff. And uh, that they can bleed, they they can bleed, they can stop the bleeding and rally together uh, and string together some dubs and, and make a postseason run. That would be obviously a really cool story to talk about. Um, but uh, not going on a run still gives us good stuff to watch. Like even what I consider our worst outing of the year in Green Bay, we still walked away. I still walked away with that being like, holy crap, we nailed the Byron Young and Kobe Turner picks. 
that was exactly my takeaway. It was those guys absolutely shined in Green Bay in Lambeau. And uh, that's kind of what I left that game with. Because like, obviously, Brett Rippin being a quarterback, you're going to get Brett Rippin at quarterback games. All right. And that's what we saw in that one. And, but this Rams defense played really well against Green Bay, uh, which they were supposed to. I mean, the Packers don't have a very good offense. Uh, but um, but but seeing seeing Byron Young, Kobe Turner kind of shine in that game, it was like, all right, nice. Like these guys, we we absolutely nailed that. And quick sidebar, Jordan Love, not the guy. He is not the guy. He's not very good. And I think that by now we would have at least seen some flashes of like, oh no, he's like he's still learning, but he's got it. He doesn't have it. He he's 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 not that he's not that guy. You're not that guy, pal. You're not that guy. Anyway, moving on to uh, the standings here. Let's take a peek here as uh, the NFC West uh, did get another sm uh, little small shakeup here as uh, the 49ers were off last week, but they do creep their way back into first place of the division with a 5-3 and three record. This week, they play at the Jacksonville Jaguars, which is a very interesting matchup. We'll see uh, coming off of the bye week what the 49ers are able to do against a very good Jags team. Seattle Seahawks slipped to number two with that loss against the Baltimore Ravens, got smoked by the Baltimore Ravens. In fact, the uh, NFC West as a whole only scored six points as uh, the Arizona Cardinals got uh, got shut out and the Rams and Seahawks both only putting up three. Uh, but uh, Baltimore Ravens lost for the Seahawks, and uh, this week they will host Washington, which also I actually really like that matchup. I think that's a really good one. And uh, the Rams, obviously coming off of the bye, or excuse me, coming off of the loss to the Green Bay Packers, will be sitting on their bye week uh, with uh, the Seattle Seahawks in the wings. Uh, so we'll see uh, what Washington is able to do. Kind of keep my eyes on that game, as it is, of course, our next opponent. And uh, sitting in last place, uh, probably for the foreseeable future, is the Arizona Cardinals. They're coming off that loss to the Cleveland Browns, uh, shutout loss to the Cleveland Browns, 27-0. And uh, this week they do host the Atlanta Falcons, so a little bit of a battle of the birds. Uh, going down in the desert, uh, but the Arizona Cardinals also getting Kyler Murray back. I do believe he is expected to play in this game. Um, we'll we'll kind of see how that impacts the offense, because obviously we saw what Josh Dobbs was able to do getting traded away from the Arizona Cardinals, and immediately goes in and gets his first career game-winning drive in his first time. He doesn't even know those guys. Like He was saying that, that, uh, that he didn't even know all their names of the guys like he's throwing footballs to. And uh, that was, that's a wild story. Really cool stuff there. So uh, obviously Arizona, though, moving on from Dobbs and now has Kyler Murray back in action. So we'll see uh, what he looks like after, of course, uh, getting hurt late last year and finally being available uh, for his team now. So uh, that is actually going to do it for, uh, for the first bit here. What we're going to do now is uh, we have got a good chunk of fan quesos. I've only uh, pre-screened like a couple of them, so I kind of know what I'm I'm talking about here. Uh, but we'll dive into that here next. But first, of course, just another uh, reminder here that uh, Ram Showcase t-shirts are available uh, for purchase right now. Head to RamShowcase.com under that merch tab. We have two different styles in uh, three different colors. And sizes go from uh, little tiny ones to massive ones. So for my bigger fans out there, you are covered. I think that we go up to like 5x which is uh wild and super cool and i would i would look hilarious in one of those i'm just gonna put that out there uh but if you wouldn't definitely buy one because those are absolutely awesome they're super soft super comfortable uh so uh yeah snag one of those also christmas time popping up if you have somebody in your life that uh, listens to ram showcase you want to show them some love and also the show some love at the same time that's a perfect thing we do have some other merch items on the way i have placed an order and i am so pumped to get this going and uh, get these things in and uh, put these together, and we'll see uh, We'll see how awesome it is. Uh, I'm pumped about that, though. Uh, so be on the lookout for that. We'll, of course, do a full announcement uh, when that stuff is in and done and uh, ready for purchase. Um, so, yeah, also Ram Showcase on social media. That would be at Ram Showcase. You can follow myself as well, at Sheriff Joe Bags. Uh, so that's where uh, the social media action happens. We do post distribution maps there and all that stuff. And, of course, uh, I... I, um, I, I I'm not super into social media. If you are, hey, hit me up. Maybe uh, maybe I can uh, use your help on Ram Showcase social medias. <laughs> Good stuff there. So we'll go and take a quick break here. And uh, on the other side, we will dive into your fan quesos. So keep it locked in right here. It's Ram Showcase. All right, let's go ahead and dive into our fan quesos. If you would like to get your question uh, entered in for the next episode of Ram Showcase, uh, feel free to message one of the Rams social media pages. You can also tweet at Ram Showcase or at Sheriff Joe Bags 
or uh, X, uh, post it on there <laughs> to, so uh, you can get it to me that way. Uh, but we'll go ahead and start here over at the Facebook page, and we will start with uh, Cody, who says, I am, I'm not at all an advocate to fire McVeigh or anything like that. I think that's crazy considering who we have had, uh, how surprised, uh, who we have had, sorry. And uh, how, are, how surprised are you with the Carson Wentz signing, considering good or bad this year? Our team hasn't shown any interest in bringing pieces in this year. And you are absolutely right. This team has not had a lot of interest in bringing in uh, other free agents. We saw a very, very light year as far as that's concerned uh, in the, the, the regular free agency period in, the, in this offseason. Uh, but as far as this move goes, I think it's a very direct uh, correlation to the fact that Brett Rippon did a terrible job in Green Bay. So. Uh, obviously, we talked about this uh, earlier in the in the show as far as uh, the quarterback situation goes. But as far as being surprised about Carson Wentz, I am surprised uh, that the Rams brought in Carson Wentz. Am I mad about it? No, not at all. He's definitely an upgrade over Brett Rippon, but um, I also don't think he's very good. So how much of uh, an improvement over Brett Rippon is it? I'm not really sure. One of my coworkers brought up a really good point, actually, and he kind of mentioned that uh, Carson Wentz kind of thrives when he is not the guy like he is he kind of if he comes in if Stafford goes down again and we need to see Carson Wentz uh on the field well I mean to be completely honest I mean he's he's got no pressure on him he's he can just go out there and kind of play loose and I think that that's kind of how the team can play the rest of the year so that is something to consider as well but uh surprise I I, I think it's moderate um I, I definitely put it in in that kind of realm I'm happy that the team saw what Rippon did in Green Bay and uh, immediately just um, uh, decided that 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 can't happen again. And if Matthew Stafford goes down, we cannot see Brett Rippon again. And I kind of talked about that on Ram Showcase Live. That's a live stream on YouTube and Facebook every Monday. Uh, But I I talked about it there a little bit of like, if we cannot see this guy again, now it's, it's irresponsible to put him back out on the football field for us. And uh, obviously, we saw that not happen, which is very good news. Next one here from Cody is, uh, I get you can't win every single year, but with our division and how it's unfolded, I am, uh, am I the only one that really doesn't like the mindset of sit back and evaluate what we have versus trying to compete this year? Because sure, we couldn't fix everything, and I get the cap room isn't ideal this year, but we had chances to move forward for a complete rebuild and didn't, and vice versa. Uh, we stood pat and... Uh, stood pat where we are, uh, where we were. Do uh, do we just have a huge get right plan uh, over the off season? Us fans can't see. Yeah, absolutely, we do. Um, and 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 I don't know. Uh, you kind of mentioned two different things here, as far as like a mindset of sit back and evaluate. That's kind of what I've been saying, although that is a very loose term of what I'm saying. And then also you you put in there of like versus uh, try to compete this year. No player or coach out on that football field is like, you know what, let's just kind of hone it in. Let's, uh, let's, uh, let's get to the draft. Uh, let's make sure we have a good class there, stuff like that. Uh, it's just the way it is as far as um, like nobody's trying to tank. Nobody's trying to lose football games. We're just in a situation where we couldn't really put together a Super Bowl team this year because of the cap situation and all that stuff. And because we kind of sold out on one uh, a couple of years ago, and so I, I don't think it's either of these things. I don't think it's it's that we're sitting here saying like, oh, well, let's just sit back and evaluate these guys. That's kind of the situation we were forced into, and we might as well take advantage of that situation that we're in. Uh, but I also don't think there, were, there was any uh, real point for this season that the Rams had the chance to go all in and actually compete for another ring this year. I just don't think that either of those were a true option. But being three and six heading into your bye week, this is a situation and a, and a fat rookie class. We have so many rookies. I think that that's the perfect situation to just be like, oh, okay, let's just kind of sit back and let's see what we got and see what we can build on for the future. And you're right. I mean, we can't go in every year. It's not physically possible. The, the, the run that the Patriots had is skewing everybody's brain totally. And so I, I think that ultimately, man, when you look at, um, at, at how this, this season unfolded, like let's not pretend like after the first uh, I I even give it like first five, six games that uh, that we kind of felt like we, we could be competitive and, and, and fight for this uh, for this season. And I think that these last two games and let's keep let's keep that in mind here. It's the last two games that we have felt like we aren't very competitive. 
that's two games. Uh, it's a long season. And if you take out these two games, let's just say, okay, like on the flip side of this, it's, it's something we talked about earlier as well, is that uh, the, the Rams play after their bye two teams that they've already beat in their division before. So if after those games we're sitting at five and six, do we still feel the same way of like we're just sitting back and evaluating or do we really feel like we're going all in? I think it's still neither. I think it's one of those things of like, let's try our best. And if we happen to get a wild card spot or something like that, that's awesome. Even if we lose it right away, that's whatever, because I'm also not a draft pick guy as far as like, I don't care if we if we win another game and lose three spots, I'm not going to be losing sleep over that. I realize that some people will and people some people are not happy about uh, that kind of mindset and stuff like that. But I mean, I want to win football games. And if that costs costs us three spots or four or seven spots in the draft, I don't care at all because the draft is an imperfect science. There's nothing flawless about it. Uh, You're going to get busts. You're going to get steals. You don't get, you don't, you don't evaluate and plan to get a Puka Nakua in the fifth round and let everybody pass on him for that long just because, and you're like sitting there like, yeah, this guy's going to be incredible, but we know where he's going to be picked at. Like, that's not the case. And if we knew what he was going to be, obviously uh, it's a different story, but yeah, it's, it's all imperfect, man. But I, I think that either way, we weren't in a situation to hit it hard because of all the dead cap we're eating. And if we did it again this year, if we tried to, to, to shift around contracts and all that stuff, then I think that ultimately we're just putting ourselves in a bigger hole for the for a couple years down the road. So instead of being a three and six at the buy team, we are a one win team in the buy, uh, and also not holding on to any of our pillars at that point. Then Aaron Donald's maybe retired. We're post Matthew Stafford. Cooper Cup's gone. We're hoping to Puka Nakua and and guys like that are still you know holding it down. But ultimately, I think this was the right time to kind of pull back just a little bit. And uh, kind of reevaluate, and then I, I think we're in a really good spot going into next year. I really do. So yeah, is there a plan that we we fans maybe can't see? One thousand percent. I would be very shocked if they were like, we actually have no idea what we're doing. <laughs> like, th- I, I really do think that. Uh, next one here coming from Cody is, uh, what's your overall grade for our offensive line this year so far? In your opinion, I think offensive line's playing okay. Um, obviously, there's been some situations uh, these last few weeks that. They're just not playing great. A.J. Jackson, he started the season so strong in these last two games, has not looked great. But we've also been down Rob Havenstein, so I think that that needs to be considered. When you're losing a, a leader like that, when like your anchor on the offensive line, I do think that that needs to be considered. Overall, I think they're playing fine. I, I don't put a lot of blame onto the offensive line, if that's kind of what you're asking here. Um, I think that ultimately uh, they're doing they're doing okay. It, it's not the reason we're winning, but it's also not the reason we're losing kind of thing. It's it's, I don't know. There's, there's good plays. There's bad plays, man. Um, so, uh, I would put it kind of, uh, kind of on in the middle round, I guess of, uh, average. I mean, it's, it's fine, but they're definitely making mistakes, but that's kind of what you expect, uh, when you're such a young team. Moving over now to Tyler, it says, uh, how do you see Wentz being used besides backup? If his knee is healthy and he could be a solid quarterback, crazy to have him in blue and soul now. Yeah, you're absolutely right, man. That is kind of a, a wild little turn. I, I, I think that it's being... Uh, Carson Wentz's connection to the Rams, I think, is being overblown because I don't think that the Rams move up to number one not knowing who you want. I, I don't think that you make that move if you don't have... If, if you don't know exactly the guy that you uh, that you want to take at that spot. So I don't think that the uh, Wentz to, to the Rams storylines that are happening this week are as heavy as... I think media outlets are making it out to be. I don't think Carson Wentz was ever that close to being a Ram. And I think this is absolutely, I mean, obviously he's a Ram now, uh, but this is the the first time that that's actually been a real possibility of him coming to the Rams. I, I truly believe that. But as far as uh, how do I see him being used? Literally a backup, man. It's um, it, it's one of those things where I think that if uh, if Stafford does go down, I do feel better about having Carson Wentz than Brett Rippon, but I still don't feel good about it because it's Carson Wentz. and. We, I, I think that people are kind of getting locked into this, like, um, this idea that like he was like an MVP candidate for the Philadelphia Eagles uh, a few years back, but ever since then <laughs> he's been below average. So, um, am I excited to see him out there? No, uh, I do not want to see Carson Wentz play for the Rams, but it does make me feel a little bit better now that Rippin's not there. Uh, but I mean, I said it before. I've said it. Uh, I, I, I'll say it many more times. I'm sure. Is it uh, the the person who gives us the best chance to win football games 
is Matthew Stafford, even if he is a little bit beat up. And I, I think it's, it's the perfect example. And I said it on Ram Showcase Live uh, this past week, which was um, like Matthew Stafford will give us in a, in a sample size of 15 throws, Matthew Stafford will have one or two bad ones. And then everybody's like, God, this guy sucks. We need to move on from him. He's old. He's not doing it like stuff like that. And then we saw Brett Rippon in those same 15 pass attempts, throw one decent ball. And you're like, oh, okay. Like that's, that's the difference between Matthew Stafford and some other guys. And I think that we kind of get um, like sucked into this, this, uh, this, uh, you got, you can't get used to it. You get used to guys, you get used to McVay and used to Stafford. So when they start to make any mistakes, you're like, what is, what is going on here? Like we need to, we need to fix this. But it's like, Hey, first of all, I mean, we could be Sean Hill, coached by Jeff Fisher still, you know what I mean? So uh, I think that, uh, that that has to be considered. It, it's crazy to have him in blue and soul. I mean, it's definitely not what I expected. Um, I, I'm so indifferent on this move. I'm not mad about it. I'm not happy about it. I'm aggressively indifferent on the Carson Wentz move. And that's really all I can say about it, man, is like that I, I think that, um, that overall he is better than Rippin, but by how much, I, I, I think it's pretty minimal. Um, if I had to uh, kind of put it into kind of some kind of perspective, it is definitely pretty minimal uh, as far as like that improvement. But hey, man, uh, I just I just talk about the Rams, dude. So <laughs> I just hope we don't see him. And if we do, I hope he does well. I'm not rooting for him to do poorly. I would just be surprised if he did, um, did do a good job. You know, it's similar to Brett Rippin. I saw some fans talking about, they were like, they're like, oh, I'm, I'm excited to see Rippin, man. Let's see what he can do. And he's like, I am not at all excited to see Rippin, actually. And I, I just wasn't surprised with what we saw. I wasn't happy about it, but I wasn't surprised, that's for sure. Flipping over to YouTube now, uh, there's uh, got a mix here of uh, Rams House and Payo time. They kind of came in chaotically, um, and YouTube does not, like, give me good chronological, so we'll flip back and forth here. So uh, first one here, come from Payo time says, uh, what would be the ideal Rams bye week? Like seeing the rest of the NFC West losing would be great, but are there other NFC team uh, teams games uh, Rams fans can have on? Ooh, let's take a peek here at the, uh, the full list uh, as far as our picks go. So um, no primetime games seem really good, so that's too bad. But you're saying NFC... Uh, that Saints and Vikings game should be rather interesting, especially with Dobbs going over to the Minnesota Vikings. Um, I think that the Steelers do beat the Packers, so I don't know how interesting that is. I do have the Jacksonville Jaguars beating the 49ers, but that will definitely be one to keep your eyes on. Um, the Cardinals and Falcons is very lowbrow stuff, but hey, Kyler Murray's back, so that's something to uh, to watch for sure. You have the Detroit Lions heading to SoFi Stadium to take on the Chargers. That's kind of an interesting game especially with the Chargers coming off of that win. Uh, and then you got the Cowboys-Giants, uh, not too riveting there. Washington and Seattle is actually a really good, um, really good matchup. You got the 4-5 and five Commanders, though, going to the 5-3 the and three Seahawks. And I, I do think that the, the Commanders do have a good chance at that game. I do have the Seahawks winning, but uh, those are what I would be keeping an eye on, man. But if I'm, if I'm being real, real with you here, as far as like other games to keep an eye on, because I also... I mean, we can get into like playoff stuff and all that if we want to, but um, I would say that Houston Cincinnati is really intriguing to me. I'm definitely going to be keeping my eyeballs on that one. Um, and then let's see also uh, Cleveland and Baltimore is a really good matchup as well. Division matchup five and three versus seven and two. That's a really good game. Um, and then you also have uh, Jets and Raiders. For some reason, that game really intrigues me. It is a Sunday night game too, so at least it'll it'll be the only one on. But I think that that'll be a fun one to watch. So there's plenty of awesome action, man. And uh, I like this day. I like the bye week only because we get to just kind of chill out and just I'll just be on red zone all day, and I'm pumped about that. So it's the only week that uh, we really get to do that, except for primetime games for the Rams, obviously. So so yeah, that'll be uh, pretty fun. Next one here is going to come from Ram's house. He says, uh, what has been your favorite play this season? I bet I can guess it. Dude, I, if you can guess it, you have a better understanding than I do already because I'd have to think about it. Um, oof, man, um, man, that's a good question, actually. I don't really have one yet. I don't, I don't, I haven't had one of those moments where I'm like, that was so sick. Like, I, I mean, there's obviously like, Jordan Fuller getting his pick in, uh, you know, forcing some fumbles, stuff like that was very exciting. 
Um, as far as like, I'm trying to think of like a good defensive play that uh that kind of had me had me pumped up. But uh, that that fumble list last week uh that the the Packers had that like popped right into Akello's hands. That was exciting, man. I gotta say that that was that was pretty fun to watch. That was like one of those moments where I was like, holy crap, like the football gods, they're smiling on us. They were not smiling on Rippin, but they were smiling on the Rams defense, which was pretty good. Um, as far as like a favorite play, I don't think I have one right now, actually, man. Um, I- I'd be actually really curious to hear what you what your guess is on this, because um, I really I I don't know what your guess is. I don't even have a guess at what your guess is of my favorite play. That's where I'm at with it. <laughs> um, so yeah. Uh, next one here coming from Peo. Uh, so we got uh, who on the Rams. Uh, currently, do you think would make the best Uber driver? Oof. Um, I don't know how any of these guys drive. And I also, in an Uber, I am a talker. Um, not not everybody loves that um, as far as like your passengers chatting it up with you and stuff like that. But I am definitely that guy. I'm always like, hey, how long you been doing this? And it's like, it's cool, man. Like, you know, like, how do you like it? Like, I'm that guy. 1000%. Like when I was in Salt Lake, I was that guy. When I'm in LA, I was that guy. So yeah, I like having conversations. So I would go with somebody who's just chatty, man. I would go with, uh, cause I driving wise, that is my main thing. If you're a good driver, cause I feel like I'm a good driver, but I'm also like a pretty calm driver. And that's why I think I'm a good driver is, um, I just, I'm not, uh, I'm not jarring anybody here. I was always, <laughs> this is, uh, being in Colorado, I was taught like to drive on snow. It's like pretend that your grandma is in the back seat holding a full crock pot of like boiling hot soup. Like it's it's piping hot, and if you you know do something too sketchy, she she's gonna burn herself. And that's kind of like I, <laughs> I don't know how that ties into this, but it did hit my brain just now. So there's that part. Don't have an answer for that either. These questions are getting weirder. As like a the what a bye week, huh? We just get the weird questions in here. It's awesome. I love that. <laughs> Uh, Rams house now. Uh, do you think the Rams address left tackle in this in the offseason? That's a really good question, actually. And I would say it's too soon to answer that. We have eight games left to see what AJ Jackson kind of develops into. Um, so I, I think that it's it's fair to give him the full season before trying to replace him. Because if we try to replace him now, and then he does awesome. You know what I mean? And like, I know that like, this is just a thought experiment and me saying that like, yeah, we should replace him or whatever. It doesn't mean anything. Uh, but I, I still, I like AJ Jackson and he started the season really strong. So he it's, it's in him. It, it's there. So that's what I want to see um, happen is just get a little bit more consistency there and, um, and see kind of how the, uh, the season unfolds, but uh, I'm not in off season mode yet. So I, I, to think, to think about what we should do, could do, maybe will do in the off season. My brain's just not there. I'm still like full on in mid, I literally mid season form right now. We are in week 10. So like yeah, my, my brain is very much focused on like, all right, we've got eight games left. What are we looking for in these games? So as far as the post that goes, I was not really there yet. Um, and I realize that's a terrible answer to your question, but um, yeah, I have not yet uh, developed into the off season mindset quite yet. We'll get there, of course, and like especially like once the Rams are like eliminated from the playoffs, it's like all right, now let's kind of pull back and let's see what we're doing here and stuff like that. But uh, we'll see what happens. Next one from Rams House: What would Jordan Fuller's favorite Christmas song be, and why? Dude, I have no idea. Well, I don't even. I know three Christmas songs, maybe. <laughs> I love Christmas. Christmas is awesome. Uh, I'm not anti-Christmas at all, uh, but the music. I don't, I, 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 and I honestly, I know about maybe three, don't know the names, definitely don't know the names of any Christmas songs. I know like the Jingle Bells and like Silent Night. I, so I know the two. I'm trying, I'm, my brain is racing right now trying to find other Christmas song names. And that's literally all I've got. And I wouldn't put either of those onto him because he's way cooler than that. Because Christmas songs, let's not, let's not, you know, mess around here. Christmas songs are super lame, all right? Not in a bad way, not in a way that uh, I'm saying I hate them or anything like that, but let's not pretend like they're not mad corny, all right? And Jordan Fuller's cool as hell, so. <laughs> Next one from Ram's House. Um, what would it be like sharing a room with Steve Avila? Dude, I think that this would be so much fun. He would be like the one, like, like he would be up a lot, 
kind of like Cooper Cup, but doing cooler things than Cooper Cup. You know what I mean? So like he would be like he he would be like showing like you'd be playing Game Boy with him and stuff like that. And he'd be like telling you stories and so like like it would be like a really fun environment and he would just like it you'd be laughing all night, you know. It's like to the point, like I don't know if this will resonate with anybody else, but like the like where parents are knocking on the door like, hey, I told you guys to get to bed. That was three hours ago. And you're like, you're like giggling in there and stuff like that. Cause Steve Avila is awesome. Like he is such like a fun dude. His energy is so fun that I think that it would just be a good time. It would just be like slumber partying it up so hard and just like chilling, playing video games, staying up late, eating pop tarts and stuff like that, dude. Just, uh, yeah. Having a grand old time, dude, with Steve. That'd be so much fun. Uh, so far, I think that that would be the one that, except for Higby maybe. Cause like I said, I think Higby would just be gone a lot. Um, so, so far, Steve would be the one that I would choose as a, as a room if I needed to share a room with somebody, but I'm also 32 and I would also be like, hold on, maybe we don't need to do that though. So it's been a long time since I've, you know, shared like a room with like a homie, <laughs> you know, <laughs> except for like hotels. That's different though. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. Uh, next one here from Rams house. SoFi is under extreme renovations for the next two years because of the renovations. The Rams can't play in SoFi until the renovation work is complete. If you could move one stadium to LA, Paycor, MetLife, AT&T, et cetera, uh, for the Rams to play in, what would it be and why? It's a good question. Um, I would say Lumen Field is such a sick stadium. I hate that it's our rivals stadium, but that one would be really cool. Um, the Mercedes, would it, what, which is Atlanta's? <laughs> I don't know. Those two confuse me now. Um, but uh, yeah, Atlanta stadium would be really cool. But I also love outdoor venues, man. I love outdoor venues. So something like Green Bay, like Lambo would obviously be great. Um, Invesco is a really good, is it still Invesco? No, it's in Powerfield at Mile High. That's, um, that's a good venue, but I, I don't know if I would really pick that. It's kind of basic also, even though it is a good venue. Um, but I would go with something outdoor that's something creative. So yeah, something along the lines of like Lumen Field, I think is what I'd pick there. And, uh, next one here from Rams House. Uh, knowing what we know now, where would Pukunakua be drafted? Dude, he's a top 10 pick. If, uh, we knew... If we knew right now, like, if we knew then what we knew now, I mean, Pukunakua does not get out of the first round. He's already, like, creeping on a thousand yards, and he's already, like, he just broke the record for most receptions by a rookie in, in franchise history. We have played nine games. Like, that's so amazing, man. So, he's obviously absolutely killing it. He is absolutely on fire, which is really cool to see. And, uh, yeah, I think that if... um if you could go back in time to April now and and, and kind of do a redraft, that the Puka's so high up there, man. He like he doesn't. We don't have a chance chance at him. I'll say that because we don't have a first round pick. We don't get Puka Nakua uh, if uh, if we redrafted this, which is also sidebar exactly why I hate post draft grades. Why the hell are we grading dra uh, drafts when uh, these guys haven't touched fields yet? Because there was so many Rams fans and publications and podcasts and stuff like that that were like, it's like, yeah, but we kind of wasted the pick with Pukunakua because, you know, we got Cooper Cup already and two, two, I, I don't know who that impression is <laughs> of, but they should be offended because it's offensive. All right. <laughs> but yeah, it's like people were saying like, oh, we just wasted a pick on Pukunakua. We didn't need another wide receiver and all stuff. And now everybody's like, Nakua Matata, you know? So it's like, all right, dude, like, like but we could have just waited until uh, we saw him on the field. And uh, now, it's awesome. Now everybody's pumped about Puka. Uh, next one here from Rams House. Option A, you get unlimited money to the Rams team shop for a month. Dude, I need a day. What are you talking Unlimited money for a month? Dude, I don't need the month. I <laughs> one of everything, please. <laughs> Order over. One of everything. That's all, yeah. Um, two of everything. Let me Let me do some giveaways or something, man. Yeah. Uh, option B, you get to go to four Rams games for free. You have to pick one. What would it be? Oh, I go option A for sure, dude. I want that gear, dog. As much as as much fun as games are to go to, first of all, I gotta say, the experience on television, 
totally fine with me. It doesn't bother me one bit. Watching the game on TV is 1000% fine with me. Being at the game, super sick. So lit. I absolutely love being at SoFi Stadium, being in Lambeau last year, watching the Rams was incredible. Stuff like that. It's an absolute blast being there at the game. But it is fine to watch it on TV. But if I could uh, go into the equipment room at SoFi Stadium with unlimited dollar dollar bills, dude, yo, that's going to be so sick. Well, and literally, I'm just like, I don't need a month. dude. <laughs> if, if I have unlimited money in the equipment room and I have a month to just get as much as I want, I don't need that much time. Literally, just one of everything, please. And then let me get this, get, get the hell out of here. And also, can you ship this to Colorado? Because I don't know if the, this will fit in my carry-on. <laughs> uh, easy answer, man. Easy one here. Uh, Peo, last one here is uh, saying, uh, let's see, would you ever date slash marry a 49ers fan? Or is that a deal breaker? Certainly not a deal breaker. I realize that uh, like fandom is something that we all take extremely serious and stuff. Um, but um, no, there's so much more to life than our, our favorite football teams. And I know that somebody like me saying that feels so absurd. I have a Rams tattoo. I have a Rams podcast, obviously. My license plates out here in Colorado literally say LA Rams. So I get it. I get that that's probably a weird thing. But also, you know, I'm like a radio DJ. I've got two jobs now and stuff like that. I've got other stuff going on in my life, dude, that's not Rams related. So yeah, absolutely. I could do that. Not a problem at all, man. It just, um, as long as like that attitude of like, like, like this last week, my buddy Jackson, who was on the, the show with me, we had that interview with them and stuff like that here. Um, he's a big trash talk guy. And I, I can't get in with that. And it's like super annoying to me when we're just like watching the game and he's just over there ripping everything. And it's like, all right, dude, we, yeah, you're right. Ripping sucks. We know he sucks. Like, yeah. So like, I don't know, as long as it's not like that, cause I'm just not a big trash talk guy. I'm really not. Um, I don't, I don't really do it to other people. So when they do it to me, it's kind of like, yo, read the room. Like, it's like, I would rather just have a conversation, you know, like if, Instead of like coming in and be like, you guys suck. Oh, you suck. It's like if you were like, oh man, what's going on with these guys today, man? Like they're usually pretty good. Like, and then just having a legitimate conversation is way more sick than just trash talking. And I realize that that's like not the mindset of everybody. And that's fine. You don't have to like, if you like trash talk, like trash talk. That's okay. I'm not going to tell you how to be a fan, but it's just not really my style. I don't really get into it, man. So uh, that's why I don't do like the whole debate stuff. Uh, especially on Ram Showcase. I know a lot of people do that, but I just, I, I, I can't get into it, man. So um, either way, yeah, that's uh, thank you for your fan quesos. I know that there was a couple in there that I just kind of, I totally blew off. Um, I stand by it, actually. The Christmas song one, I really don't know, man. I don't have Christmas songs in my brain. So I don't know what, uh, what to tell you there. So, um, but either way, I uh, do appreciate the questions. Uh, as always, we'll get back to our game previews, uh, of course, next week. As uh, we uh, taken on the Seattle Seahawks, so keep your eyes on that, uh, open for that, and of course we will be back on uh, Monday with Ram Showcase Live. Heads up, uh, the Monday after Thanksgiving, I will be shocked if I am able to uh, do a Ram Showcase Live. And I guess for uh, transparency here, I guess it doesn't really matter too much, uh, but just as a uh, so you all know what's going on is I do have a surgery that day, actually, so I'm probably going to be mad loopy, all right? So I don't know if hopping onto a live stream to talk about the, what would have happened against the Arizona Cardinals will be the best, all right? Or maybe that's exactly what needs to happen. Kind of feel it out, man. So up in the air right now, as of right now, I'll say that probably won't happen, but hey, it's possible, all right? We'll keep that in. Uh, we'll just keep it uh, as an option, but I'm going to guess it's probably just not going to happen. Uh, but that is going to do it for me on this episode of Ram Showcase, our bye week. Enjoy the uh, relaxation of uh, of not needing to stress out about the Rams and what we're doing this week. We can just kind of chill out, watch the rest of the week unfold, and just kind of enjoy ourselves. Be fans this week. That's kind of what I like to take the bye week as, is just be a football fan. Sit back and enjoy the rest of the games. Red Zone's going to be on my screen all day long, although... The Fox pregame is in Colorado Springs this week. So if I'm feeling froggy, dude, I'm going to leap and I'm going to go up there and check it out uh, and see if I can get to like a fan zone. So if you see a, a Rams fan with a mustache and long hair acting like a total ass, well, hey, shout out Sheriff Joe Bags. Hell yeah. All right. That's going to do it for me, though. Uh, appreciate you all for uh, hanging out with me. Ramshowcase.com is where you snag your merch. 
So definitely hop on that. It's under that merch tab. It's uh, super easy to find. So snag yourself a Ram Showcase t-shirt. Do absolutely have some other stuff on the way as uh, I am actually super pumped about what I'm about to release. But I got to wait for some stuff to come in and put it together and all that stuff. Uh, so keep your eyes out on that as well. Make sure you follow myself and uh, the show on social media, at Ram Showcase, at Sheriff Joe Bags. But of course, that is it for me. Uh, I am Sheriff Joe Bags. This has been Ram Showcase on Sports War Radio, the Fan Sided Network, and Broad Street South. For those of you who aren't Rams fans, our thoughts and prayers are with you. For those of you who are Rams fans, thank you so much for listening, and go Rams! Go Rams!